Today on the program, kiss me. When I'm being fucked, I like to get kissed. It's dog day afternoon. Watch party. I'm your host Nick. Joining me, as always, are the cops to my back door, Los and Brandon. Hey, that's me. How are you guys doing? <laughs> All right. Are we guardians of the back door? Now you're trying to break in. Oh, we're trying to break in. Yeah. Oh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Today we are talking about Dog Day Afternoon from 1975. This this might be oldie. This might be the oldest movie we've done on the rewatch. I think so. It's a contender for sure. If not, I can't imagine what would have been older than that. That's so why we need that fucking... Yep. That's <laughs> so why we need that We need gym. an intern. That's right. Uh, this is directed by Sidney Lumet. Yeah, great person. Great person. Great person, Sidney. Uh, no, he, or personally. He... It's a he. Sydney. Sydney. Okay. Sorry, Sydney. I thought you were a chick this whole time. <laughs> you don't know him personally. Um, well, he was... Uh, he's actually Eden in this movie. He's Eden? Yeah. He's, he plays Leon. Got it. Got it. Thank yeah. you. I did. Um, I did named him on accident, but I apologize. You dead named him. Yeah, it's when you don't call them by their new chosen name. Oh, you use their okay. old dead name. Oh, that makes sense. Okay. Dead name somebody. I get it. Um, Sydney, however, also directed. Moving on, the original Murder on the Orient Express. Um, As not opposed the, to the, the. They did a remake, remake? of it recently. Oh. Yeah. Uh, he did future episode Serpico, another Al Pacino movie. That's like about that undercover cop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a true story, apparently. Al Pacino likes to do the true stories. He sure does. At least oh. I think it was the year before, or so. I mean, it was around the same time. Look, so. my boy, we only do true stories. Oh, oh. Uh, except for this is also in the midst of the Godfather trilogy, and that's not a true story at all. So ah, mm-hmm. well, you know, he's he got to make some money. Sure, yeah. Got to do some of those Oscar-winning movies to help pay the rent. That's right. Um, Sydney also directed The Network, about uh, a 70s movie about fake news, essentially. I've, I've always wanted to see that one, but just haven't I, followed I know, I've through never got to watch it, but it's yeah. more that, I'm mad as hell, mm-hmm. and I'm not going to take it anymore. That's yeah. right. That quote that I've heard. Oh yeah, we used, we used to play that on the on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, on I think the so. Exit. Part yeah. of the grievances or whatever. Also, then somehow all these great movies, and then The Wiz. Oh really? <laughs> somehow that worked in there. I don't know. That's kind of out of place. But it was written by Frank Pearson. Uh, the screenplay was, but it was based on a news article he read, uh, written by P. F. Klug That's and funny. Thomas More. Like imagine. Like you're doing the John Lennon thing, you just happen to walk yeah. by a poster, you're like, huh, Mr. Kite, huh? Yeah. You know, he's going to do somersaults and he's going to undertake... Uh, Henry the Horse is dancing yeah. the waltz? <laughs> Holy right. shit. We got to check the... You know what? I got an idea for a song. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he rips the whole thing off and writes it verbatim. <laughs> it pretty much did, yeah. He did that a few times. I think Happiness is a Warm Gun came from an article in a gun magazine. Yeah, I think so. Uh, <laughs> so, way to go, John Lennon. And so, yeah, now... Frank Pearson did the same thing from a news article. Um, also, it was a book by Leslie Waller, 
But all, all of this is based on a true story. Even some of the names are the same. They did change some, but thirty percent based off of a true story. Right, right, right. <laughs> Tommy didn't weigh in with a percentage that he thinks is true on this one. Uh, I know that Al Pacino's character is the same, and his friend Sal, there was actually the other robber Sal. Right. So, uh, but I think like his wife's and kids' names and parents, when we see them later in the movie, like they probably changed all their names. Although, if you give us the real robber's name, it's not going to be that hard to fucking. Figure out his family. Yeah, yeah. Sonny's yeah. name is like Wojowski or something like yeah, that. Yeah. Um, and his name's not even Sonny either. It's John. No, it's Johnny, yeah, but he so, goes by uh, Sonny for some reason. I mean, everybody has nicknames for whatever, you know? Yeah. Passion. So uh, <laughs> Passion, for instance. Just for for one example. It's Wartzik. Wartzik. Sonny Wartzik. That's who he plays in the movie there. And I don't, I don't, but I don't think that was the real last name. Anyway, whatever. Like, they they didn't do too much because this was a fairly well publicized event. In fact, this also has been used as negotiation and armed hostage training because this was early set. I think it was seventy two when the event happened. Yes. Um. So they didn't have a whole lot of this shit figured out, and because of this and how close they came to getting away with it all, they've like now. Uh, FBI and, and police forces use the movie, but like the story, the actual event as as event training, like how to handle this better. Right. So this is a very well-documented, well-publicized occurrence. Um, so I, yeah, I just don't think changing his last name is protecting many oh, yeah. people. <laughs> we, all, we, all of that can still we be We definitely traced, know sure. who this guy was. Yeah. And I wonder what the reason is exactly for changing the name, even slightly, because the name is uh, Woj... Woj to shits. I can't understand. I can't read that word. Maybe that's the reason why they had to change it to something that you can pronounce a little easier. <laughs> like, watch the witch. Watch the witch. Watch the witch. Watch the watch the witch. <laughs> careful. Watch that witch. Man, there there's a lot of them about. You got to be careful with them. Um, but yeah, so they didn't change his last name too awful much. They just gave it a bit of an Ellis Island job. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's still, it's still close. We got to make sure the other actors can pronounce it, even though nobody ever says it in the entire movie. But yeah. still, just in case. Uh, so we we open with the scroll. It just says, "What you are about to see is true." <laughs> yeah. It happened in Brooklyn, New York, August twenty second, nineteen seventy two. Which, uh, hey, that's today's the twenty. 20- Second, isn't it? By yeah. God, it is. We are recording this on August 22nd. <laughs> that just hit me when uh, he said it. Almost 50 like, year anniversary, 49 year anniversary wow. of this event to the day. Yeah. Wow. But then people won't hear it for another couple well, of Well, that's weeks, true. That's fine. Uh, this was recorded on its anniversary. Yeah. Hey, way to let the secret out of the bag. This is how right. the magic happens. Did you see how much money this uh, this movie has made? No. Budget of 1.8 mil in 75. That's, that's that's a bit of money. That's pretty good, but it was filmed like on the streets of New York. So again, yeah, 1. that's 8, probably a huge yeah. bit of it's it. It's got like one or two scenes that we see the whole time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right, the, the street scene, the airport, which was all shot in one. They had one night to do that whole Yeah, that scene. whole airport scene. But yeah, they had a jet. I mean, that mm-hmm. cost. And then again, like shutting down a New York street for a film production, that's not going to be cheap. Yeah. But uh, total worldwide gross, 50 million dollars damn so it's <laughs> it's 50 folds that's done pretty, pretty good, good. a million dollars a year fuck yeah all right <laughs> way to go sydney lumet uh, it's the long burn <laughs> you go girl oh, come on come oh, there's the first come on um all right so yeah after our opening scroll we get a pretty good uh, elton john song definitely a deep cut amarina Washing out the 
Elton John put out a couple of like folky country esque albums, which I highly suggest looking out. Because I mean, I like Goodbye Yellow Brick Road, and I like the Elton John that he's known for, the very flamboyant character that he is. But man, when he's doing this section, and also that Mona Lisa's and Mad Hatter song that was an almost famous Tiny Dancer, like this is a good era of Elton John to dig into, everybody. And they're uh, they're walking by a theater where a Star Is Born plays. Oh yeah, the, well not the original. The original was in the fifties with Judy Garland. But the, the first the remake, many, one of the many remakes. Yeah, the Chris Christopherson Barbara Streisand version is playing. And yeah, we just get a lot of B-roll. Like we don't meet any of our guys for a while. It's just you know, hey New York. Hey, drive around, drive around for a little bit. Here's a camera. Don't yeah. come back until you've got an hour's worth like, of footage. That's how they got the opening shots for Always Sunny in Philadelphia. They just went around the game. Also, a whole lot of the first Rocky, like when he's running around, his running part of the montage, they were just like fucking guerrilla-style filmmaking. Just like hop out of this van and go run for a bit and we'll film it until someone stops us. <laughs> so, I, it, but I don't know how much of this like B-roll exists. You can just buy a bunch of B-roll. And it always makes me think of Night Court. Did you guys ever watch that show, Night Court? Doom, 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 with Bull and John Larroquette and all that, but yeah, like that whole opening scene. Harry was just, Anderson. Harry Anderson was the judge. Uh, it was just like generic B-roll of New York, just like people walking along, steam coming up from manhole covers, you know. So that's what this opening reminded me a lot of, except daytime, not nighttime, like Night Court is. But uh, so we do finally settle after Elton John serenades us for a while on three guys sitting in a car. One gets out and sort of paces to this bank window and back to the car and whispers, and we find Al Pacino sitting Wah. shotgun. Wah. Well, this is well before the hoo-ahs. Um, Don't get too cocky, my boy. All right. Um, so Al Pacino is playing Sonny, like we've discussed. Now, he almost didn't take this role because he had just finished Godfather 2 and being the method actor that he was at this time. Wasn't ready. He's like... He didn't think... He's still a godfather. He's still kind of in godfather mode, and you know he didn't think he had it in him to be the strung-out, stressed, kind of chaotic role yeah. that this becomes. And uh, so he's like, oh, that sucks, but all right. I guess you know I don't want to force you to do it if you don't feel like you're up to it, so I'm going to offer the role to Dustin Hoffman, mm-hmm. who in the mid-'70s was Al Pacino's biggest competitor for roles, especially like kind of crazy roles like this. Yeah. And he's like, oh, fucking Hoffman? You can... Okay, fine, I'm going to do it. I got this. Fine, I'm uh, done. Let me wash it out of my head. Yeah. No more Godfather. <laughs> well, and did I, did I read correct that he actually auditioned and got the part for the other guy, uh, Sal? Or was it uh, Pacino? Yeah, Pacino, and got it, and then that's he was like, like, I no, don't I play step no down. second fiddle to no Dustin. And then Hoffman. that's when they they because Flipped I think it. they wanted him to play Sonny, obviously. Like but that was he, the ultimate goal. He he only wanted to play that, and then they were like, Hey, well, we're just gonna get Dustin Hoffman. He's like, Oh, fuck, fuck that, fuck that, yeah, fuck you. <laughs> Uh, Why don't you kiss me? And I, <laughs> and I don't know if they ever even did, or if they just told him that to to get him on board. Because this was like when Dustin Hoffman was doing uh, Midnight Cowboy, and he was doing a lot of roles, a lot like this. Not, I don't know. And I think Dustin Hoffman, I guess, I think of Meet the Parents or we, the later yeah, ones. Me and too. Meet the, like he was in Rain Sphere Man. and Rain Man. Yeah, uh, Graduate. I guess that was kind of this era. But uh, I definitely wouldn't have pictured him in this. But I haven't seen Midnight Cowboy for his. Uh, infamous a movie as that is. Um, that's where the I'm walking here comes from. Oh. That was a minute cowboy thing. And that was all improvised because some car didn't catch that they had blocked off the set and was like literally driving through and almost <laughs> So uh, anyway, back to Dog Day Afternoon though. 
So they're talking in the car, and we're not really hearing them. They're just obviously like looking at the bank and planning something out. And the third guy in the backseat gets out. Now, this is Sal, played by John Cazal. C-A-Z-A-L-E, I'm assuming Cazal. That's how I would say it. Sure. Yeah, he's got a very... Um... Very distinct look. Very like pronounced nose. And I mean, I don't think he's actually like a that five bald. head or something. Yeah, five or six head. <laughs> I think that was for the role. And he's got uh, Edward Jade's almost cheeks a bit. A little bit. A little bit. <laughs> They're almost. <laughs> almost. Almost. Almost cheeks. Almost, almost. almost. Um, now, John here was a stage actor. Didn't do. Didn't get into film for quite a while, and was became friends with Pacino just on the scene. You know, who talked him into getting into film. Now, John only made five movies before he died from cancer. Mm-hmm. Really young. Well, youngish. I guess probably forties. But uh, he made The Godfather, Godfather Two, a movie called The Conversation with Gene Hackman and Harrison Ford. 70s era Gene Hackman and Harrison Ford <laughs> also was up for Oscars. He made this, and then The Deer Hunter. Ooh. And then who, who died one? from cancer. Who so was in the Deer Hunter? Deer that Hunter was familiar. Christopher Walken, a Vietnam vet okay. movie. So he made five films, all like up for best picture, all absolute classics. Like nobody can beat this guy's batting average, that's for sure. <laughs> <You're right. laughs> uh, so there you go. Get familiar with John Cazale. He's very, uh, very selective on his roles. I guess so. <laughs> Uh, I should have looked up the years of each of them because Godfather 2 was 74, I know, because he just finished before they did this in 75. But if it was all from like 70 to 76 or something, like yeah. maybe he wasn't that selective. <laughs> he just right place at the right time. Like, yeah. When did uh, when was Pacino's first film? That I do not know. We'd have to oh, look that know? up. Uh, I mean, he's, he's quite young in this movie. Yeah, and I mean... I, I'm sure he had like small parts and things before he godfathered, but I think Godfather was pretty early in his career. Okay. I would imagine, or at least starring wise, uh, not being like a little side character or whatever. Like he did some TV. He was in something called Me Natalie in 1969. Giggity. 69. Yes, 69, dude. But then Panic and Needle Park. Godfather was 72. Scarecrow, Serpico, Godfather 2, Dog Day Afternoon. So, yeah, 72 to 75, he was on a fucking roll. Okay. Oh, cruising. Whew, that's not in the rewatch. Obviously, <laughs> past that, but that's right. that movie's something. It was just different seeing a, seeing a, a much younger, almost a, a Paquito Pacino mm. <laughs> compared Paquito to Pacino. Um, well, yeah, Devil's Advocate. <laughs> Devil's Advocate. Well, he's still fairly trim, but now, like, when he's in that stupid Jack and Jill Adam Sandler movie and he does the. Al Pacino Cappuccino dance or whatever thing at the end. And he has a cameo in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. He's just, well, he's old, fat Al Pacino now. So he's definitely not early 70s starving for food or rolls anymore. Um, all right. So now they're, they're obviously scoping out this bank as we talked. So they, they get out of the car. Uh, Sal goes in first. Pacino gets out and follows a bit behind, you know, like a minute or two behind, carrying a long box with a bow on it. Instantly, you know it's a gun. Well, right. We've all seen Terminator 2. We know what's going on with this. Uh, the third guy wusses out and runs away. Yeah. Well, after they do the stick-up. Well, yeah, because well, the guard's locking the door. They come in right at closing. So pretty smart on their part. You know, there's not going to be many hostages or... It'll be just staff, basically. And well, do we nobody... ever find out that this guy's got like bank experience? Do they ever mention any of that? Not in the I, movie. I read his. I read this guy's uh, 
Wikipedia. But he is like he knows as they're going around and like trying to collect the money and get out of there. He seems we'll to get know to, some but things. He knows all the tricks and all the stuff that they have. Um, yeah, so they're doing it right because then they don't have to worry about people coming in. Don't ever let him. Sorry. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, so like the door being locked won't seem suspect because it's closing it's time. Closed. Just this. This is actually what that semi-sonic song's about. Closing time. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, somehow that's about his first child being born, which. One last call for alcohol finish. I guess you can't drink yeah, much. Well, lots of babies more. involved this, with drinking. Yeah, I don't know. Well, this room won't be open until home. your brothers or sisters come. That, oh, you don't have to kinda... go home, but you can't stay here. I mean, what the fuck does that have to do with I that? know who I want to take me home. Yeah. Uh, Figure it out. Your kid? <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> you're too busy drinking at the bar? I'm sure he was just fucking around with people. Like, you know, when it's a very obvious like, yeah. It's song. actually about my love for the Lord of the Rings trilogy. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's well, about my mother and how yeah. she breastfed me to life. And, you know, I'm just being a big grown-up boy, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's about a bar closing. <laughs> <laughs> We've all been there. Yeah, I guess. So, anyway, yeah. At closing time, Al Pacino's saying... You don't have to go home, but you can't stay Oh, here. you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. Get the fuck out of here. Uh, no, security guards lock in the door, let Stevie, and Stevie was the first guy to get out of the car. And so this is when he pulls out the gun, points at the manager, starts holding people hostage. Stevie freaks out. I can't do it. It's man. like, it's, it's too fucking, we've already started. I got the gun out. What do you mean you're freaking out? I'm like, I can't do it. I'm sorry. So they do let him out, and he runs off, right? That's about the time I would back out, too. Uh, yeah. Like I'm with you guys. This got a little too real. Um, I mean, is it cool if I back out now? <laughs> We've been planning this for months. Yeah, but it, I mean, it was just like drawings on a chalkboard, man. I don't know. <laughs> Shit got real. Yeah, this got real, real, real fast. We were doing fucking. We were doing drugs. We were doing. We were doing drills out in the backyard practicing. <laughs> yeah, but you know, I just, it was just a fun Saturday with my friends. <laughs> and now you got a gun at a person. What the fuck did you think we were practicing for? We were I doing amyl nitrates all day. <laughs> Anal nitrates? Amyl? Amyl. Oh, big difference. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, because that's what they do. That, loosen up their buttholes for, you know, taking it in. Yeah? Because that's... Does that, does that help? Well, I, so I've heard. Okay. I, I haven't done the research. But that's what they were doing. <laughs> that's what they were doing before this uh, little heist. And you know Stevie was all into it, doing you know the butt drugs all and about everything. The nitrates, and yeah. Do you do it up the butt, like you could if you want, but okay. you inhale it. Do you like you Stevie nicks it? What you do is you like try to suck in air through your butt, <laughs> like you're inhaling. <laughs> yeah, it's like no, a reverse Stevie, fart. Uh, Stevie Nicks' <laughs> nose got so fucked up from the amount of coke that she had someone on staff that had to blow it in her butt with a straw. <laughs> what? Nice. I mean. I would do that job. <laughs> I mean, you're already fucking your whole band. Have one of them do it. Yeah. She's got standards, yeah, damn it. And that, that could be like the whole Richard Gere hamster type of celebrity Ruler. lore, whatever. Yeah. But I, yeah, I've heard from many reputable sources. I mean, South Park being one of them. Drunks in a bar. You could just like turn it into crack and smoke it if you want to do it that Yeah, way. you could, I mean, rub it on your gums. You're like, here, wait, let me get that it. little boy out there. Oh, you got the straw? You Is, got the straw? You got it? She carries her own like metal reusable straw you got the straw throw it away here's my metal one yeah um let me just go ahead and do this are you ready you ready now Now remember this isn't supposed to be fun for you god damn it no peeking now careful you may mess up and there'll be a landslide coming down on you okay good lord (laughs) 
That was a good one. <laughs> that was that was well done. I will I will see the landslide brought <laughs> me down. I've been afraid of changes because I well, built have... my life around poo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, speaking of poo, so uh, longtime listener and recent guest Lauren. Uh-huh. I remember that guy. Pooed himself? Huh? Pooed himself? No, 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 no. Uh, at least not that I know of. But he shared a link to our Twitter about how Stallone is selling his Beverly Hills mansion for $85 million. Does it include? It does. <laughs> it does. It has, it has a glass a clear coffee. table. Yep. Find a glass table now. I mean, the whole article is about his office, which has like the Oscars from Rocky and like the knives from Rambo and busts from this and a statue from this and all the po- and all the props and all this cool all shit. All the several glass tables throughout yeah, the house. Yeah, but every, there's also the whole photo gallery that you get on any house listing and there's at least two glass tables that I saw scrolling through these photos. They're so. appropriate thick glass. Yeah. Oh, they're <laughs> You can't just have plain, panes of glass. No, 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 no. no, no, no. no. If she's going to get up on it, it's got to have laminated glass. Some weight. Um, you know, if you can get acrylic, like yeah. the that'd be the best. Probably. You, yeah, you yeah, never yeah, have yeah. to worry about it breaking. Fucking 3-inch acrylic. There you cheaper go. than glass. <laughs> yeah, and the wise was like, "This table is so ugly. Why do you have it?" Yeah, you don't worry about it. It's, yeah, it's just what you do for another vacation. If I ever need to stand up on it, it's going to be good. <laughs> I think you need to go on vacation with the kids for like two weeks. I got some work to do. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. Um, Somebody put me back in the fridge. <laughs> uh, anyway, I thought that. I almost texted you guys, but I thought it'd be more fun to bring up on the show. Yeah. So thank you for that tidbit, Lauren. Uh, all right. So now we're holding up the bank. Sorry. And they're using their own names. Like they're not even trying to be. Yeah, when he was calling him Sonny, I was like, okay, is that his name? I was thinking. He's like talking about Stevie and Sal. Sal, you getting those guys? Like, fucking make up something. Well, this is like the first bank robbery ever. So, yeah, right. uh, Well, nobody really had. The the Wild West existed. Yeah. (laughs) This is the New West. (laughs) The the Tamed West. This is the first Tamed West. This is New York. This is the, the New East. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> the, <laughs> the new Northeast. It's not the Wild East. Yeah. They never had the Wild West. This is the Wild East. Yeah. No, they've had, that's what they got. Yeah. Well, I guess they never really had a Wild East because it was the Puritans that settled. It wasn't until they spread into the unknown frontier that shit got wild. That's correct. And so yeah. I was watching this movie and I was thinking, uh-huh. okay, we're getting pretty much started with the bank robbery. And I was thinking, oh, this will be one of those fucking movies where it gets started. <laughs> you're in the midst of the fucking bank robbery and it's like, well, we got to go back and tell you a little bit of story. And actually, I hate when that happens, but I sort of missed it on this one I know, one that's here. your, you're always like, why do they fucking start us and then take us back? Like, start us at the beginning of the story. Don't give us the, or like how a lot of modern movies will start and be like, record scratch. I bet you're wondering how I got into this situation. Yeah, like Let's every Deadpool back. movie. <laughs> yes, like every Deadpool, both, every, like there's His so many of them. name Swolverine. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, they they do just hop right into the robbery. I mean, that's that's the whole story. We don't get any of their their preparation. We don't get to see them train doing or, or put nitrates, the plan together, doing the drills, in doing the, backyard. the nitrates. None of that. Playing football in the yard or all the other stuff they were doing. <laughs> <laughs> Rob a bank? You must be kidding me, aren't you? What a um, great story! <laughs> what a great story, Sonny. <laughs> um, no, it just hops right in, but there's so much, and it goes on, you know, for, what, 12 to 14 hours or something. Yeah, it's a long uh, way. It goes so all the way to the... Uh, long way to the airport, and uh, I, I don't know, I guess I, I kind of appreciate that they, they do that, and then it does actually have an... I've found a lot of times when I go back to watch the older classic movies, 
they had a problem with an ending. I guess they wanted to leave you to decide as the viewer how the movie actually ended. And that pisses me the fuck off. So I was glad this one actually does end. Um, especially, I guess, for being based on a true story. That definitely had an ending. And so the theatrical release poster says, the robbery should have taken 10 minutes. Four hours later, the bank was like a circus sideshow. Eight hours later, it was the hottest thing on TV. Twelve hours later, it was history. And it's all true. Dog day afternoon. Yeah. Are we already at the ending? Yep, that's it. The Damn. whole episode. No. Uh, <laughs> but this is, as I talked about at the, the little ending teaser last week, in, in uh, Swordfish, which I don't think you guys have ever seen. Have we talked about this before? You know, uh, uh, John, Lawrence, Lawrence Fishburne and no, uh, no. Travis Travolta. John Travolta. John Tra- Travolta. John Travolta and Hugh Jackman. That's the first movie. Hugh sh- Ackman? Hugh Ackman. This, the, that Ackman is fucking huge. <laughs> uh, it's the first movie that gave us Halle Berry's boobs. It was a big deal. Woo. She got an extra 250000 on top of her however many million salary for a scene where Shit. she's reading a book and someone's like, oh, hey, and she like puts the books down and her boobs are out. And I mean, that was it. It was like two little seconds of it. Shit. But. Two hundred and fifty grand for that, but uh, imagine if she had an OnlyFans. No shit, yeah, right? right? Not anymore. They canceled that. Well, shit. I think end of the month. Oh, or end of yeah. September, I think, is when it's. Um, but anyway, in this, I mean, Travolta's character is like a, a super cyber bank robber. You know, like he's hiring Jackman to hack into some shit and steal billions of dollars or whatever he's doing. But he's always talking about Dog Day Afternoon. And how it's a perfect movie, and the only reason they didn't get away with it, and blah blah, blah and how he's got it all figured out, and that's how he's going to get away, and blah, blah. And so he just brings up this a whole lot, which is what put it in my head and made me want to go seek this out. And now I, I much prefer this to Swordfish. Swordfish does not hold up. In the '90s, it was cool because has this opening shot where this uh, all the hostages have not only explosive but ball bearings on them. So if one of them blows, it sends out shrapnel. Mm-hmm. And so one of them explodes and it's a super slow CGI 360 pan shot around of like <laughs> these ball bearings tearing through everything. And just for that opening scene alone is why everybody loved it. And the then rest it of went downhill bullshit. real quick after yeah. that. <laughs> and then Matrix came along and was like, we can do it better. And they did. And everybody's like, fuck Swordfish. So, but Are it, they made by the same brothers? No. Oh, okay. Sisters no. now? Sisters now. Uh, but no, it, I don't remember who did Swordfish. It just, it's what got me into this movie. And so anyway, so they are holding this up. So now they, Pacino's smart enough to catch that, uh, the manager was about to use a spot key to open the don't vault. Turn me up there. You got this. So as we were talking hey, about, wait a minute, he's what are you trying me. to do? Trip the alarm? Use the spot key? I must have been my- Which is a pretty brilliant idea. I was like, I've, why have I <clears throat> like heard of bank robberies my whole life, but I've never heard of them having like a special key that's got a little extra bit on the mm-hmm. end that will push the alarm that's like inside pa- the lock. Pass where the tumblers that the key hits. There's like an extra little thing at the yeah. far yeah, end yeah, of you the just chamber. Need, you just need a little bit of a long thing. You could press it if you had a long enough stick, but that is brilliant in itself because yeah. it'll still I unlock never without. Thought about that, yeah, I'd never heard cool. of it. Yeah. Because so, I'm sure it would it. still unlock the oh, safe absolutely. and not raise suspicions. But you know, hey, within they just called the cops. Minute ninety seconds, they'll uh-huh. be there. And this guy got caught uh, doing he, it. He got caught, and he like, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I like, obviously, I'm there's a yeah, well, you get your shotgun mind to right. my face. I'm, I'm a Catholic, and I don't want to hurt anybody. You understand? Yes, sir. No alarms. I'm He's a Catholic. A, one, I don't want to hurt anybody. But two, I need a lot of fucking money because <laughs> that's what Catholics are all about. That's right. Goddamn right. Um, then so they get into the vault, but. 
that had just been picked up. And that's what he says something about, fuck, like, it was supposed to be dropping off money. And that's why we're here, but we had our intel wrong and they were picking up today, not right. dropping off today. So they got bad intel from someone. Who was the guy downtown? He was like, fucking John, or who yeah. was it? Somebody? You fucking Tommy. Apparently, <laughs> yeah. I don't think they even talk about it in the movie, right? Uh, no, they, he, there's, there's just one, one line. One line. line. So as he's going along all the registers to try to get something out of it, he's like, fucking so-and-so told us yeah, so he, he apparently met a um, someone who worked in the Chase building, in Chase Bank that he worked at. Uh, mm-hmm. They met at a gay club like the night or a week before, something really recent, and that's where he got that intel. About when the delivery was supposed yeah. to be? Uh, but the guy might have just said the truck's coming by, and he might have assumed p- drop off a, instead of pickup yeah. or something. I, d- I don't know, but he just he says something, in the, in, and there's just one quick throwaway line about it. But So the phone rings... Manager, Ring. man, he tells manager answer, but you watch him, Sal. So now <laughs> talk as, correct. Stop, <laughs> yeah, no shit. Talk correct or get or blown get the robbed. fuck away. <laughs> yeah. um, so as as Sal's standing there watching the manager on the phone, Pacino goes with the tellers to all the drawers. Again, he's smart because they're about to pull money. I was like, no, 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 no. So you got to stick this in here and then pull the money out. See, I know your fucking tricks because there's like a trigger or something underneath there. If they just pull all the money out of the hundred slot, then it trigger or sets an alarm off too. So he puts like a post-it note or something. He seems to know all the tricks. Yeah. So he puts something in there, and then see, and then you got a hundred next drawer. Ah, see, see, see. Now this one's toy money. See, it's fucking marked. It's shit. And he throws it off the side. I was like, God damn, this guy knows his shit. And then yeah, they're freaking out. Like, Cheer up, girls. You're going to be veterans of a bank robbery. Do you know that the bank gives you a dozen roses? <laughs> I'm like, how does this fucking do? So I did not know, but you said he was, had worked in banks before. He knew. Th- he knows the stuff. And it's weird. It will take a, a simple five-minute flashback to explain why he knows this kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. But you don't like flashbacks. And it's weird you're calling for one now. Well, I mean, just a little bit of storytelling <laughs> is what I want. Or he could have had a line like, I fucking worked in a bank. I know all these tricks. Yeah, and that would have dumb? explained it right there. Took two seconds. Yeah. Right there. Just like that. Come on, fucking. Ah, damn it. I've already too far down my nose to remember who the screenplay writer was. Who read that article and John Landon this movie out of it? Um, so now he's he's getting flustered. He's kind of clumsy. Sets his own gun down on the counter to dig a lighter out to burn uh, the get the the record book. Right? He gets the book. The register. The, the, yeah. And so, <laughs> like, you just set your fucking gun down, dude. Around that's that's not a good move as a robber. But they're about to leave. They got. Not what they all they wanted, but they got a little bit, and they're about to leave. And the guy that works at the insurance company across the street, standing out front, looking through the door, pretty intense. He probably saw the fire. I don't know that a little trash can fire would put out that much smoke. I, at least not initially. Like he started it, it and then almost immediately right he's coming like, over. Yeah, that hasn't even fucking. You wouldn't even be seeing that from the other side of the lobby yet. Yeah. Much less outside through a locked door across the street. But he's I'm also an insurance salesman, so he's like, oh, hey, you need some fire, fire <laughs> my, insurance? My thing went off. You guys okay? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's true. He's yeah. calling his other agents. Hey, is, is, your, is your thing okay? Yeah. <laughs> yeah I got this, my thing went off. Um, so the manager's like, oh, someone had a cigarette. Thanks for checking in. And is that what like he a, said? I, I think uh, I yeah, yeah. This one threw line. a butt in the wastebasket. Yeah. Because yeah. it's seven. You can fucking smoke anywhere. Smoke anywhere. Um so now he wants to lock everyone in the vault and leave, but they're like, well, how will we breathe? And he's like, okay, so just the inner gate. Because obviously there's mm-hmm. the big heavy door, and then there's like the gate door, the jail cell type door. And then I the have bars. to pee. Yeah, and then someone's <laughs> got to go to the bathroom. He's like, fucking... It's almost comedic right. at that point. Yeah. It's like... 
you fuck God, just let us leave. How about you just let us leave and then you'll all be okay. Just yeah. let us get out of here. Um, but then as they take one lady to the bathroom, <laughs> is it kind of a diehard thing where one lady's pregnant? Was one of them pregnant? No, I think one of them just had to pee. Just had to pee? I thought yeah, was- she's like, I gotta go. And he's like, God damn it. All right, let's go. And So when they go, they find another woman who's been hanging in the bathroom. She was Listen, on break. I, um, I, I forgot she's in there. It's not her fault. You know, she's always pulling this. She's supposed to have 10 minutes. She takes 50. Well, shut up. Come on. Let's go. <laughs> I don't need your goddamn workplace grievance right now. So the next phone call is for Sonny. So, oh, mm. uh, fuck. Now we're caught. Yep. It's Sergeant Eugene Moretti, which is obviously awful close to Cobretti. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, pizza, wonder, scissors. Yeah, I if this guy you cuts do the math. Pizza with it. They do end up getting pizza later. <laughs> I wonder if he's like, they don't got a pair of scissors. How are they going to eat that pizza? Hey, how am I supposed to eat this without scissors? <laughs> I got in trouble. This is my fabric scissors. Um, so the actor playing Eugene Moretti is Charles Durning. 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 Uh, always a good character actor, very much one of the, uh, oh, that guy type of actors. Mm-hmm. But he, I most know him anyways, Papi O'Daniel from Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Oh, okay. He also voiced uh, Francis Griffin in Family Guy. Oh, no shit. <laughs> yeah, I found that out watching it. Okay, that actually makes a lot of sense. Okay. So he's like, we got your number, asshole. I can see you. And they're looking out. And now, we got yeah, you by the balls. They're, they're definitely, uh, there's unmarked cop cars and, and uh, Sergeant Moretti. But then sirens are wailing as more cops pull up, crowds gathering. So now Sonny and Sal both sink to the floor because they're fucked. Fuck. Okay, so here, here's where I might notice. He says money was supposed to be delivered, not take fucking Jack downtown. Gave me the wrong info. It's fucking Jack. Shouldn't have, yeah, shouldn't have trusted Jack. Well, if you meet a guy at a gay club named Jack. His last name is Hoff, too. Mehoff. <laughs> well, that's his middle name. <laughs> yeah, his name is that, me. No, that was a thing Japanese. from uh, Black Sheep. Mehoff. Jack. <laughs> Jack Mehoff. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, Jack Mehoff. Yeah. There yeah. it is. I forgot I had that. <laughs> <laughs> Rectum. De- we got too many sound bites. We don't even know what we got. I have anymore. to like. I I've got so many that I have to put them in folders that aren't like presentable to me right away. And I'm like, wait, that's a Chris Farley crew. I got I got <laughs> some Chris Farley in here. Oh, I got Chris Farley. All oh, over you need some David Spade. I got some Defile. 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 Um, there's a bit of a fun gag when the phone keeps ringing and Al Al is answering it. Uh, first, there's a, it's a lady's boyfriend. Mm. Like one of the tellers, boy. Oh, right. <laughs> and he answers like, hey, fuck you, you piece of shit. You don't fucking come in here. Fucking fucking. And he's like screaming because he thinks it's the cops calling him. And whoa, 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 whoa. I'm mm-hmm. just trying to reach Linda. Or, yeah. You know? Is there a Linda? Linda. Yeah. Oh, uh, Jenny. My bad. Jenny. It's Jenny. He's played by Carol Kane. If you don't know Carol Kane, then I don't. I don't. Oh, uh, uh, it's Michael Kane's oh, wife. Damn it. He beat no, me to it. <laughs> no, this is K-A-N-E. Dean like, Kane. Kane, like the, that's also spelled the same as uh, Michael Kane, like the wrestler. This Michael. is Kane, like spelled Kane, like Michael the wrestler. Oh, uh, Carol Kane, she was she was one of the uh, the wizards in the Princess Bride that helped Wesley when he's mostly dead. Oh, she's okay. she's been a comedic actress for fucking decades. She's goddamn legendary and kind of <laughs> like listeners. If you don't know Carol Kane, pause this episode and go fucking fix that right now. Carol <laughs> Kane's amazing. We'll and then wait. What is, what we'll is wait. She, we'll, we'll wait. wait. <laughs> They should have probably paused. 
Yeah, they should have. I specifically said pause. They're still looking. I did tell them that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, Carol Kane's amazing, but obviously not comedic in this role. So this is very, very early in her career because I don't think she even has a line. She might say a well, couple yeah, things on the phone. Well, yeah, when she's talking to her husband. After, after that. She's like, nothing. I don't know, just put anything in the oven or yeah. whatever. And she's I'm like, kind of he fucking... wants to know when we're going to be done. <laughs> I thought yeah, those yeah. were Stupid pretty funny. Bitch. Yeah. Um, so, so then he's thrown off because then he... He doesn't know. The phone rings again, and he answers with "WIBW." We play all the hits. As if it's race, it's it's pretty funny. Uh, so now Sha- Sal Sal is shaking, freaking out at the thought that they might actually have to kill somebody, or they might get killed. Now that the cops are here, uh, really wishes he could pull a Stevie and just run the fuck away. Um, so Sonny's working with the hostage. Though. I mean, he's on it, you know. They've they've got this issue. All right, the manager has asthma. Okay, I'm going to deal with that. You it was the me. security guard had asthma. Oh, it's the security guard. That's the manager's right. got. He's uh, he's got the diabetes. Well, of course, have diabetes. You seen him? <laughs> <laughs> this is pre Wilford Brimley. I mean, we should have got this manager to be in those commercials. <laughs> diabetes. Get it from Liberty Mutual. Get your diabetes supplies. Get, get your diabetes. Diabetes. Get diabetes insurance, even. Yeah. That's uh, right. now, speaking of Family Guy, that was one of my favorite Family Guy bits was when they were making fun of those commercials. And who it's the like, hell did I yeah. hit? Last night I got so messed up I hit my wife. And then I found out she's been dead for 10 years. Who the hell did I hit? <laughs> <laughs> oh, we love Wilford Brimley. He'll, he will be here a few times on the rewatch, most notably when he's riding a horse away from an explosion with Van Damme and Hard Target. Oh, my God, that glorious. It is the banner on our Twitter page. It's Wilford Brimley on a horse riding away from an explosion. It's one of the most beautiful moments in That's cinematic history. That's on our webpage? That's on our Twitter page. That's our banner. Really? Yeah. Uh, our logo is the You can Abby. tell that I'd never really go to our <laughs> Twitter page. Uh, yeah. The uh, the logo is our Avi, but the banner is Wilford, Wilford Brimley, diabetes and all, riding away from an explosion, carrying his crossbow, because he's a Cajun on that one. Anyway, God, we'll get there. The H's can't come soon enough. Uh, so he takes... Yes, you're right. The guard has asthma. Manager... He takes a manager. He wants to block off the back door. And the manager is Mulvaney. We find out his name finally. He's played by Sully Boyar, who was the doctor on Sopranos. He was on the Sopranos, this guy, the bank manager. Oh, you, really? You love Sopranos. I was looking at you like you'd be going, oh, yeah, that fucking guy. Uh, I was just uh, looking You're at too busy our, looking at our Twitter, page. Uh, Twitter page, which I'd never look at. We yeah. only have 36 followers. That's all. That's Way to call that out, fucker. Come on, man. <laughs> Step it up, people. Uh, I should be on that more. That's true. Um, but also he's in future episode again, Serpico. So we have same director, same two actors in Serpico. Uh, so they chat a bit. They're actually getting kind of friendly because Sonny's not a bad guy. He doesn't want to hurt anybody. And the actual lead teller, the blonde woman, the the real life one, not the but she was she had said afterwards like I mean we were in there for so long the guys were really funny like if this had been a a party at my house on a Saturday night instead of a bank robbery. I mean, they would have been the life of the party. They were wonderful. They were great. Yeah. All they wanted to do was just get some money and leave. Yeah. Like just fuck. We don't want to hurt you. So they were, they were very courteous and kept everybody entertained. We had a great time. So, um, they, uh, the, the, the news shows up. We got helicopters. It's a full on New York city spectacle at this point. Whole streets shut down. Uh, so they did not, 
uh, actually use the Chase Bank. They built a set. They built a fake bank. And it's not even the, called Chase Bank. Um, it's like not first, movie, no. first yeah. something savings or whatever. Yeah, I'm, I'm guessing Chase Bank didn't want a major motion picture made out of something this bad happening at one of their branches. but um, Like it was their fault or something. Yeah, right. But apparently it looked so believable people kept trying to come in during filming. Because they like, mm-hmm. thought it was an actual bank. Uh, hmm. So now the cops set up in the barbershop across the street. The barbershop must be right next door to the insurance shop. Which is, yeah. And uh, so he keeps on again. He gives cops the names. Um, now Moretti, the Sergeant Moretti's trying to get them release hostages, right? And uh, Al Pacino's like, you think you're dealing with a fucking idiot here? He's like, well, just, just, just send out one. Just send out one as a sign of good faith, right? Just give us one. So he sends out the, the hot guard with asthma. Smart move. One, uh, no guard. So all hostages are completely untrained and helpless. Not that this guard would have been like super trained, but you don't have to worry about someone like trying to John McClain your, your situation here. Uh, two, he has a medical issue. He can not he can survive so you don't have a body on your hands or a death on your hands or something. You know, it looks it looks good that you Yeah. So very smart move on Pacino's part. Uh, I think I don't think he thought all that through. It was just in the moments like this dude needs help with his asthma, and we don't have anything here to do that. Let's get him the fuck out. Well, there was that <clears throat> that scene where he was kind of looking around, and everybody's well, like, yeah, like, yeah, obviously him. He's having yeah. you know, a <laughs> medical condition right now. <laughs> yeah. Plus, I want to stay here for the party. Um, <laughs> so he gets grabbed by the cops, and Moretti comes running up screaming because they don't know who he is. Like the cops are grabbing him, like, like no, no, no. This is a fucking hostage. God damn it. Leave him alone. Well, because prior to that, he had said uh, all the hostages, it was just the teller's female. So to, for him to bring out a guy, they were just like, right. what the fuck? Like, yeah. Kind of threw all that shit up. Maybe this is why then security guards got, you know, because I, I don't think he had like the full outfit with the Briggs security patch on his arm. It was very subtle. Like, you yeah, probably yeah, yeah. wouldn't even think it was a sec- the worst security. security guard ever, by the way. Yeah. I mean, all he did he was walk one it. job. <laughs> he literally did not do it. Well, I mean, he has asthma. God, give him a break, dude. And well, it didn't even look like he was armed. <laughs> he wasn't armed either, so you're not no, going to do a whole lot against... Not really. You know, an no. armed problem. I mean, just making sure people don't throw butts in a trash can, apparently. His job is to raise the flag and stand there. Yeah. That's why essentially Unlock what the bank the manager was saying. He's like... Unlock the door. That's all he has to do. Yeah. Then well, no, generally... Let's not call him a security guard, then. This wasn't... This He's wasn't, a greeter at the, at the yeah. most. <laughs> He was just the doorman. The title security doorman. guard didn't come along until we had to really step up our You're fucking You're a doorman. Speed. Doorman. Doorman. Does it feel good, doorman? That's, that's, this is obviously from something. Doorman. Doorman. Your clipboard. Doorman. I don't know what he's I doing. I don't know what he's doing either. Ah, well, that's because you're doorman. All right. And I thought my jokes were bad. So <laughs> now, now uh, he finally gets the cops to fucking stop assaulting or not assaulting, but like they're grabbing him and wrestling around with the with the guard. Now he's trying to talk to Sonny, who's still at the door. He's like, "All right, come on out, come on, come on, come on." And so he, he before he comes outside, he's like, "I got Sal in there with a gun on the hostages. So anything happens to me, it's getting real messy." And he's always waving the, oh, the white towel, yeah, 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 he's always hey. waving the white white thing. Which I don't. Uh, I mean, I guess the white flag was always a sign yeah, of something. It's but just like, peaceful. Like I'm not gonna. It, it, it's it's surrender to give almost, up. But yeah, it's supposed to be a surrender thing. But but in that you could say, hey, like I'm. Yeah, 
I'm not coming out here no to do shit. anything crazy. Yeah, coming out armed, yeah. yeah. Oh, the bank is first Brink, uh, first Brooklyn. First Brooklyn? Yeah, first Brooklyn. I just caught a glimpse of the, I think it's first Brooklyn Savings Bank. Okay. Yeah, FYI. If you guys ever want to go there. I mean, just go and be like, hey, man, tell the- me about that day, August 22nd, 1972. <laughs> um no, he comes out and he finally gets to look around and see what they're up against. Like this is when he first sees like the whole street and up on mm-hmm. the the roofs of the buildings across the street and just the helicopters and everything that they're really dealing with. So Moretti's trying to talk to him. He's like, "It's it's it, 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 it's just at this point, it's just a kidnapping. You know, just 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 give up. Turn yourself in. It's a it's it's just a kidnapping. You you'll get five years and you'll be out in one. That's it. That's it. And this is when we get our opening line of. You know, kiss me. When I'm being fucked, I like to get kissed. And cops like, what the <laughs> fuck is that? <laughs> and at um, this point, up to this point, we still don't have a motive for why uh, he's trying to rob the bank, well, right? No, just we don't you know just anything think, yet. Yeah, just, just trying to rob a bank. Yeah, and like, what what is the motive for robbing a bank? Obviously, well, money, obviously, money, yeah. but there's usually something driving that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because these, and uh, I kind of noticed this: these guys aren't like hardened criminals no, no they're no, doing no, no. this in an act of like desperation absolutely yeah uh, yeah they're they're definitely not criminals so does we, he mention at all uh i mean i know he mentions the one reason but it does he mention it like in the biography that i the read end. not until oh, okay. like, the very towards end. The end when everything comes to light but no up until then there's no mention you're just like Man, these guys are really bad at this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, uh, I think later in life he tries to claim that it was a mafia organized crime thing that he was forced into it through organized crime. Really, even though, well, I mean, it was pretty clear what his motives were. So it's weird. He he said way them. to try to weasel out. He of said it. them that day. <laughs> yeah, he's trying to sell a book. Yeah, probably. <laughs> if I did it by Johnny Mer- <laughs> Watchowich. <laughs> Um, so he lists off all the charges that they're actually going to get him on because he's not stupid. He's like, you're fucking lying to me. I know what they're going to And then he starts screaming, Attica. 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 Yeah, I was hoping we'd go over a little bit. Are you familiar? Uh, I first, now I first saw this in Cheech and Chong's next movie or something. In one of the Cheech and Chong movies, Paul Rubens, Pee Wee Herman gets arrested and starts screaming Attica. And I was just like, what I the think fuck? that was the next movie. I think it was. Next I saw movie. Attica in school, and so, but it it was a trope already at that point. Obviously, if it was in a Cheech and Chong movie, it was something they were making fun of. But now, I just like something you yell when you get arrested. But it's it started here, and Pacino improvised it. So I think this is the mm-hmm. first time someone was screaming Attica. And um, but I yeah, there was a prison uprising in 1971. So it would have been the year before this event, a few years before the movie was filming, where prisoners were just. Demanding better living conditions, and forty-three of them were murdered. Ah, <laughs> during that. Okay, just trying to get like. I mean, I know we're prisoners, and we don't get like. There's still a standard. There's still got to yeah. be some sort of standard of living here, yeah. and so they finally <laughs> tried it's to find that enough. enough. Like, that's what you hear. Oh, they were asking for a stand, better standard of living, and forty-three of them died. There's a lot of story we're missing there. Did, yeah. they, <laughs> yeah. did they like attack a guard or like something that? Well, yeah, like, it was an uprising. So it was a prison uprising. Yeah. So they they did something. It wasn't just like. Uh, so we had a meeting, and I've been led as the spokesman of the prisoner group to come and try to talk to you. And all of a sudden, forty three of them are mowed down. I mean, there was a, there was yeah. an actual uprising, which I'm sure is just a nice way to say riot. Riot and prisoners died because of they don't have weapons. They don't. I mean, they got. Well, they, they probably got some shivs. <laughs> 
but that's not going to work Any against guards armed guards. Died yeah. during that? Uh, I do not know. I just I just saw that forty three of them died. So Is yeah, it, uh, Chris, uh, who played? Uh, it was uh, who? Do you guys ever watch that movie, Attica? No, I never did watch Attica. No. Uh, Christian, what's another Christian? Christian Bale, Christian no, Slater, no, 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 Slater. I think that's no, not I'm Christian <laughs> Slater. You are fucking Attica. I'm looking it up right now. Sorry, listener. In 1980, definitely not Christian Slater. Uh, <laughs> Which one did I see? It had something Henry Darrow, DNA. Charles Durning, the fucking sergeant from this movie's in Attica. Yep. Joel Fabiani, Morgan Freeman, of course, is in it. It's a prison movie. <laughs> Didn't uh, do it. <laughs> uh, it's fairly well ranked. Must be a good movie. No, I have not seen Attica. But uh, so he improvised that, and then I I also read that a lot of the dialogue in this movie was actually improvised, not not on set so much, but as they were doing um, rehearsals and read like script reads, they were improvising a lot, and, and then kind of from there figured out what they, worked they better, kind of, and this likes yeah, and they they kind of revised and rewrote the script during those improv sessions, so they took that and then made that the actual screenplay, which is a Interesting way to make a movie, and it worked out pretty well, I guess. But it definitely felt a lot more spontaneous, I guess, than spending months memorizing all these lines. Hmm. Um, yeah, are you you're looking up Attica still? The actual event? Uh, yeah, I am. I am as we speak. Are you finding out anything? No, no. no. All right, well, I'll, I'll move on. Just go you, ahead. If you get something interesting, yeah, chime in. So he brings it up. He yeah he keeps yelling Attica and he brings it up obviously to play on the distrust of cops because that's still pretty that's a pretty fresh wound. You know it's funny because um, I had like I've seen the Cheech, you made reference to the Cheech and Chong next movie of yeah. Pee Wee Herman yelling Attica like I know that scene I had but I've never I'd never drawn that together like I'd never heard of this Attica incident until this movie. Yeah, I just like. But it like it pieced it together. It's like, oh, there, that's what he was referencing. There have been a few other movies when people are getting arrested and they start screaming Attica, and it's a, all all came from here. This was like the first time, you know. Obviously, Attica was a real event, but it wasn't like something people went around screaming until after this. Uh, movie. Until after yeah. this one, yeah. And so he was doing that to whip people and whip the crowd into a frenzy and remind them cops aren't can't trust cops. And he even says, "Your word doesn't fucking matter." To uh, to the sergeant, right? Yeah, what are, you're, you're not the one that's going to be what prosecuting you me. Yeah, you're not yeah the you one... could promise me I'm only going to get one year, but that you don't fucking mean. You're shit not the lawyer that's going to be yeah. fighting against me. You're not me. the judge that's going to pass ruling. Fuck you, Attica, bitch. And so the crowd even gets behind him. Now the crowd yeah. supports him. So now the cops not only have to fight or deal with him, but they have to fight the crowd. This is very much like uh, the plot of Airheads here. <laughs> it is. Well, wow. I, think, I think they also chant Attica too. That might be another one where they chant Attica. Is that while uh, Brandon Fraser screams Attica while Steve Buscemi's in the back fucking gyrating his hips? Is the like, fact that Steve Buscemi's always the one doing the hip gyration sexy stuff, like <laughs> the most awkward looking human being on the planet, is trying to be the sexy one. That's just weird. Well, yeah, he's and got. And it works because that movie's fucking awesome. Well, because he's got one eye looking at you and one eye looking for you. <laughs> oh, Jesus <laughs> Try to make eye contact with him, and you can't. Yeah. Oh, you could do it twice. <laughs> you just got to catch that other eye on the, the loop around. As that's, it orbits around. That's why you should never date a girl with a lazy eye. She always will be seeing somebody on the side. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. If, 
you have lazy eye, please. Uh, I'm just kidding. Yeah, yeah. Just and alienated. It's half funny because it's bit. true. <laughs> God damn. Um, Rosie's still watching, though. Rosie O'Donnell. Is she? She was real pissed off that you were talking shit a couple weeks ago. but uh, I wasn't talking shit. <laughs> she said I redeemed it by saying uh, she's not going to be flinging any of those rubber balls at your face anymore. She's like, yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. She's I, like, you I, like me in Tarzan? I said, I love you in Tarzan. <laughs> she played a monkey. Uh, right. <laughs> and there's a shot, listeners. So now we see... Everything I literally said was true. I didn't make fun <laughs> of her whatsoever. <laughs> She did not play a monkey in Tarzan. She did. In the in the Disney one? Yeah, she was the she voice of the she was voice one of the gorillas. Okay, wasn't a monkey. She was an ape, primate. Yeah, get it. I'm get sorry. Cor- okay. <laughs> talk, talk correct. <laughs> I'm gonna, I guess I'm getting raped. I'm sorry. God damn. Uh, all right, so Sonny's family's watching the news, right? Uh, and, and they were like, robbing a bank? Why didn't he tell me? Like, fuck you, mom. Why would I? Fuck you, man. <laughs> Well, would you be like, oh, hey, mom, how's it, you know, how's dad doing? How's the, how's the dog? Not my boy. Great. You know, work's been really hard. Yeah, yeah. Oh, hey, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to rob a bank tomorrow. Just FYI. Just letting you know that, you know, that's not part of the usual catch up with the parents phone call. Um, but yeah, uh, the mom's like, if, if Sonny needed money, why wouldn't he just ask me? And the dad has a fucking kind of a bitch of a line here. He's like, why rob a bank when you've got a sucker for a mother? <laughs> <laughs> which tells us quite a bit about Sonny's upbringing. Yeah, honestly. that's really all you need to know, <laughs> yeah. which, hey, he only had that one line. Yeah, he summed it up really well. summed up a hell of a... What a fucking line. Uh, now, back at the bank, uh, Sonny's going back in. He's done dealing with Moretti. And uh, Sylvia was the lead teller. and She's kind of out there with him. And so Moretti grabs her and he's like, oh, she's already outside. Just let her come with me, you know? And she looks at the cop with complete disgust in her face and she's like, those are my girls. I'm going back in there. Like, she's not leaving her fucking tellers behind, God damn it. And uh, I just thought it was cool that even so all these, the whole crowd that's gathered around that's already backing Sonny now sees that even the hostages are choosing the situation <laughs> over the cops. Um, so the news calls. They're talking to Sonny like, why are you robbing the bank? And uh, he's kind of confused. Like, what, 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 what do you mean? Why would, why would anybody rob? What, do you, what, the fuck, what the fuck kind of question is this? Uh, when he says an F-bomb, they have to cut transmission because it was still the 70s. So you had actual live broadcast. You didn't have the fucking delay that we do now. So uh, now they're talking. And he goes, if we get the FBI involved, then I can get us away clean. And Sal's like, no, 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 no. I don't, I don't, I don't fucking FBI, dude. I don't want to get that far. He's like, you promised me we'd get away clean. We're going to get away clean. He has a plan. If the FBI get involved, we can do this. So, now, we get a helicopter here, here at the bank. It's going to take us to the airport where we get on a jet and we get out of the country. We got the hostages. They've got to give us anything we want. See, there's no fucking problem here. And so, this again, uh, where I put in the note that I already discussed earlier about. now that You always now hear now about that kind of trope that they need a helicopter to fly out. Like, does, has that ever, like, worked or anything? I don't think so, because... I don't know that this bank even had a spot where they could land on the roof or but they're not going to land in the middle of a street. Those fucking... Like, do they fly their own plane once they get the plane? Or there's got to be a pilot that's got radio? They're going to have to have a pilot. 
And but the plan is always then we release the hostages as we get on the jet. Well, then the pilot's just not going to take off, and then what are you going to do? Yeah, start shooting. Then the we've pilot. got you trapped you... inside of a fucking airplane. Yeah. So yeah, I I don't know that that's ever worked. You have to wait until it takes off and then just disappear into thin air like DB Cooper. DB Cooper, that shit. Which, by the way, that's Loki. I don't know if you guys know about that. If you guys, uh, okay, from the Avengers, guys... Loki. Yeah, get into uh, some uh, Disney Plus Loki. That's good shit. Oh, he was DB Cooper in that show. Yeah, they they make no a shit. Thing that's because awesome. it's all about time travel now, and they're they've run out of like good stories. So now it's everything's time travel, quantum realm, and in one of these things, he gets into a plane and fucking steals it, and then jumps out of it, and they're like, everyone's like, well, "You're DB Cooper." It's sort of like a fun little quip that uh, yeah. you should. Everyone knows about DB Cooper, and finally we know who it is. It was Loki the whole is that, time. Is that a good show? It's a great show. All is that it? all that new Marvel stuff is top notch. Like the Scarlet Witch and the No 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 Falcon none, of, none of those thing. lame none of those lame things. We're talking about the the, the mainstream like well, is it, the mainstream I mean, ones. Not uh, this like Black Widow bullshit. No 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 or, no, no, no. The, the, there are three shows. There's the Scarlet Witch and Vision have a show. Oh uh, and yes, then, Vision. WandaVision. WandaVision Wi- and Falcon and Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier. Show, and then Loki, right? Uh, WandaVision the- was okay. I don't bother watching with these side character movies anymore. They're just, they're lame shows to me. Like, I don't want to know I, well, about I the Winter Soldier. Who the fuck was the Winter Soldier? Like, I remember that he's in the movies, but you're like, he was such a B character that I'm like, I don't care. I don't need to see Black Widow story. I want to see Loki, Thor. Yeah, I, I want to see the main I, men. I don't remember which episode this was when I brought it up. I was like, Marvel's really fucking digging. Like, do we need a Black Widow movie at this point? We've known her for 15 years. She doesn't need... And now she gets an origin story. It's right. not even like a solo adventure it's here's how she came. We know her at this point. We don't need to know how she came about. Fuck off. Well, but, you know they made the Joker movie and everything. Yeah, but Joker's not Marvel. I'm talking about Marvel's yeah. really digging. They've they've cashed out their main cow. Marvel, and so now they've DC their, like, comic really, books. You yeah. know, same realm. But the Joker movie doesn't tie into anything else going on in the DC movies. No, no, no. Yeah, these literally will all like you can watch them chronologically in a way. Okay. Like if you wanted to watch so you'd them, say Loki and like, be the one to watch out of those shows. Loki's just great. I love any of those, uh, like Thor stuff, the the Nordic god stuff. That yeah. I think those are just way more fascinating for them to be like living in a modern world mm-hmm. with their sort of style. You should read uh, the uh, the so the author of Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, Douglas Adams. Hitchhiker's Guide, fucking excellent, love it. But he also has. Which they've made a series of. I think it's on Hulu, and I haven't been able to watch it yet. But they, he had a series of books called Dirk Gently's Holistic Detective Agency. And I've read one of the books, and in one of those books, he has to find and take down Thor, who's oh. living in in London, I believe it was, or whatever. But he's just like... Good he, luck, he's Dirk. like He's like a fucking Columbo kind of washed-up detective type of gumshoe guy, and he has to fucking deal with Thor, of all things, so... What are they called? A gumshoe? I don't know why it's called a gumshoe. It's a funny thing. Gumshoe comes to gumshoes. They're picking up the slack. There's no case too big or case too small. If you need help, just call. Chip and Dale. Rescue Rangers. I really thought you were just winging. I was like, this isn't bad, Lois. Well done, right? Um, so anyway, yeah. There's Thor. no case too big or uh, case Nor- too small. Norse gods in like modern day shit. That's that's your jam. There you go. So, 
Um, now, yeah, he's talking about how we can get a helicopter, we can get a jet, we can get out of here. And he's all amped up, right? He's all amped up. He's like, oh, yeah, this is fucking great. So we can get out of here. We're going to go to Algeria. We can get to Algeria. We're going to fucking take a trip. And he's all excited. And Sal's like, dude, I don't, I don't know, man. I don't know, man. I don't understand. Uh, he's very like that comedian, Stephen Wright. Oh, well, oh. You know, I bought powdered water, but I don't know what to mix it with. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I spilled spot remover on my dog. He's gone. Now I can't find him. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So he calls out to the cops as he's coming out, right? And of course, the white flag, white handkerchief thing again. And uh, so, Sal, once we leave, we can't come back. He says him real quick before he said no. We can't. We can't. So if we can go anywhere, where do you want to go? What country do you want to go to? Wyoming. <laughs> Which was a uh, improv on on that actor John was it Calavera? I can't. God damn it! I gotta keep putting these names in, but I don't. That's bad note taking on my part, listeners. But yeah, that was a a wingdinger on his part, which is why Pacino looks at him like he's fucking insane. <laughs> <laughs> but he steps out, and he's playing to the crowd, and he's, yeah, yeah, I'll fucking rile on him up. You know, he's being like a fucking rock star here in front of these cops. He tells the cops, put their guns down, and the crowd cheers him on. Uh, some random guy comes rushing up and tackles him. The cops rush in and take the guy away, and it turns out that was Marie's boyfriend. Oh, it was uh, a boyfriend of one of the tellers. Oh, Jenny or Marie? It was Maria, the one they found in the bathroom. Oh, Maria. Okay. And so, and so the the fucking police chief's like, or the sergeant, sorry, sergeant is like, you got his girlfriend in there. You know how the Spanish are. I mean, come on, man. What'd you expect? Uh, so he gives their demands to Moretti, right? Uh, Maria's like, well, I mean, I'll have to talk to my superiors, and well, you know, but we can see what's happening. He's like, well, you get them the fuck down here. What the fuck am I talking to you for? If you got to talk to them, you just get them here, and I'll talk to them directly. You're fucking worthless. So weird that they just haul off the boyfriend, and they had like a perfect opportunity to seize the the bad guy of this of the story. Yeah, right. They could have got it, but but they can't because if he gets grabbed, then Sal is still in there with guns on the hostages. So. So then Sal's going to fucking, as far as they know, they don't know that Sal. I know, they're trying to be careful. But Sal could just start way, laying ways. Why can't now. they play their game? Like, all right, we got your guy. You shoot them, he dies. Well, because then the, the, the public view would still be that the cops' action lost the lives of 10 innocent people that were held hostage in the Spain. Yeah, but they're women in 1975. They'd be cool. They'll be all right. Jesus Christ, Los! What is what happened to you? Oh, we're just jo- we're just having jokes here. <laughs> Obviously, is uh, everything okay at home, buddy? I hate women. <laughs> all you women, I hate every last one of you. See, now you're pissing Rosie O'Donnell off. She ain't no woman, but <laughs> she's no woman. She ain't no woman. She's Amazonian woman. They're the whole different breed. Isn't, isn't that ultra woman? It's ultra woman. Yep, you got it. Yeah. Don't let her get on top, boy. <laughs> She'll smoosh smoosh you. Snoo snoo. Snoo snoo. Smoosh snoo. Snoo snoo. The spirit is willing, but the flesh, flesh is spongy is and weak. Him <laughs> <laughs> make good snoo snoo. Yeah. God damn it, I love that show. Uh, so he also asked for his wife on top of the demands. And so, you know, you give me, I give you a little quid pro quo with the cops here. Uh... You know, you give you bring in the helicopter, get a hostage. Jet, you get a hostage. You bring my wife down here, you get a hostage. You see how this fucking works? Um, so now we cue to the wife ranting. 
she's carrying kids into their apartment and cops with her and she's just like and then I found a gun in the glove box and I can't believe there was a gun in the glove box and that's when I knew that something was up and he's been so angry and anxious lately and she's like I, I hit myself once to make everybody think that Amy bit Sonny would never hit me his body might have done it but he himself would never do it <laughs> what what the <laughs> yeah. fuck are you talking about but I mean and I love that I guess Maybe in the 70s, this is just how every New Yorker talked. You're like, Sonny, oh my God, I found a glove or a gun in the glove box, you know? And then I was, you just seemed so anxious lately. Like Rosie Perez or something. Essentially, <laughs> yeah. Just everybody from New York talks like that. That's just the only way it is. once in the car. Only, I didn't even hit him. I hit myself. You should have seen the bruise on my leg from here to here. You know what he does? He put on his Not so much here. Door. Here. Here. So they tell me he did it. <laughs> uh, so the real life guy's sort of pissed about the portrayal of her because she was not supposed to be like fat. She was actually like a good looking woman, mm-hmm. but they somehow they turned it into like the some fat uh, new pretty Long stereotypical. Woman. Yeah. Um. Well, good. He's standing up for his wife. Good for you. Should him. Yeah. I said I love women. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how that. Works. That's what I said. Uh, Rewind the tape, bitch. <laughs> Uh, they might all they might all still be out looking up Carol Kane. We don't know. So now back at <laughs> back at the bank, uh, Sonny goes to check uh, AC. Oh, the air conditioner is it yeah. off? There's no air, but he's getting overheated. Okay, it's so hot in here. Now Sal is getting extra worried because he's never been on a plane before. So on top of this, might have to murder people or potentially die. I'm also worried about an airplane. And doesn't he say like he will like? kill somebody like he was like ready to do it like i don't want to do it but i'm I ready want to, but I, I bet but i will if i have to is that what yeah. he says so right because i mean it's them or him and it's it's like survival Did we find out how he point. like wrangled sal into the whole thing i because it was supposed to be like 10 minutes in and out and you'll get a bunch of money and you know you we have it all planned out i'm sure just as much as he knows about banks and he was going to be able to catch all the f- alarms or you know alarm triggers they have in there i I mean, I'm sure it was a good sell. Yeah, he probably thought that, oh, yeah, people are not there. Very little robberies have even happened. So this is all if uncharted territory. If he burnt the register and uh, caught attention to the insurance guy, then they probably would have been. And it's even sailing. what the manager was saying. He's like, you guys spent all your fucking time. You were supposed to go. And then all of a sudden, now you're stuck here. Like, you guys could have been in and out, but just, you had to do, yeah. you had to be a little well, bit. Well, if I thought there was going to be a fuckload of money in the vault. Throw it into a bag really quick. Th- fill up the bag, not even take all of it, just whatever fits in the bag, and just run the fuck out. But there wasn't anything in the vault, so then he had to improvise and deal with registers and blah, blah, blah. I don't know why he decided to burn the book. I don't even know what the book would have in it, like the money that they were supposed to have yeah, there. Yeah, just record. I mean, yeah, the, the, the register, the book, not the actual tills, but that would have just been like a documentation of money coming in and out. But who would have... Why would you give a fuck? Maybe what so that you don't know how much money got taken. Where's the could've money, been, Lebowski? Yeah, could have been. Could have been. That they probably nothing the serial numbers. Anything. Yeah. Or the serial numbers was kind of oh, my guess. Oh, yeah. Could have been that. Yeah. How they kept track of which. But are you going to write down the serial number of every single bill that comes no, through a bank? I've never worked in a bank, so. Yeah, I haven't can, either. Let's go ask Sonny. <laughs> should ask my sister. She works in a bank. If only she was on this episode. she ever been in a bank robbery before? I don't think she's been in a robbery, no. She's never said so, anyway. Hmm. Holler. 
Let's call her right now. Get her on the phone. Got it. Hey, you ever been to me? So anyway, he's he wants to go in the back with the manager and check on the air conditioner, right? But once he get back there, he freaks out because cops are trying to sneak in through the back door. Just like airheads. Yeah, my back door. Just like fucking uh, Michael Richards and airheads. Fucking Michael Richards. In there, and then he starts blasting. I, I couldn't help but think like Airheads pulled a lot of inspiration from, from this, this movie. From this movie? Doffed to the cap. <laughs> Doffed in all of their caps, except only Adam Sandler wore a cap. The other yeah. guys just had your long, heavy metal ha- dude hair. That's right. He was the only one that had the cap. He was, Rebel Radio. He was doffing the shit out of it, though. That's for sure. Uh, so he's like fires a gun out of the window, and the cops kind of scare off. And so then... Moretti's on a bullhorn and he's like going, Sonny! 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 And like the crowd is repeating everything he says through the bullhorn, like mocking him, which is great. Hey! Hey, Sonny! Give me a bullhorn! Give me a bullhorn. <laughs> Who the hell went Sonny! inside? Sonny! <laughs> you got that bullhorn? You got that bullhorn? I fell asleep for like most of this movie. Hey, Sonny! I was way too busy all dang day yesterday to try to watch it. Sonny. And then I got to watch it like around 11. Sonny! So I'm basically watching this right now. Sonny! come on out! Go straight that out, will you, Carmine? Sonny! Sonny, come on. So yeah, the crowd is very much on their on his side. I thought that I thought that was pretty funny. So now he's like, "Why did why were you firing off guns in there? What's going on?" So he calls this bullshit. You had guys back there. Don't give me that. Don't fucking give me that. You fucking did this. You had guys back there. Fuck you. Give me someone else to talk to. I'm not talking to you anymore. And so then Murray's like, "Okay, okay, okay, okay. We could we couldn't get a helicopter. It's hard to do that." But we got you a bus. We got you a bus. We can get you to the airport. We got a jet lined up. Uh, your wife is on her way down here. So give me some hostages. And, and then Pacino's like, no, we need some food. Being in here for a long fucking time. We got to feed these people. Get us some food uh, and some soda and, and, and also aspirin. And so, <laughs> so now uh, it's great when the guy shows up with like all these pizzas. They get a bunch of pizza and tab cola. Holy shit, the Tab Cola labels facing to the camera. <laughs> so much Tab Cola in this movie. We don't know what kind of pizza they're eating, but holy fuck, are they drinking some Tab. Um, but when the guy drops off, like, I don't know, five or six boxes of pizza, Sonny tips him real big, and he's like, the pizza guy's even like, no, 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 man, this is on the cops. And he's like, I don't care, I'm tipping you, but it's all money he stole from the bank anyway. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't give a fuck. And he ends up in the crowd's like, Wee! Use our money to tip the pizza guy. Um, so then he runs around the front of the crowd, waving money, <laughs> yeah. just Start throwing know, starts it. throwing it and shit, and making a huge scene. Um, so now back inside, we see that one of the tellers has the fucking rifle and is practicing like rifle tricks. Yeah, like they're like, giving uh, hostages like the color guns. guard or something like yeah. that. Yeah, <laughs> like what the fuck. It's like, at least tell me he's going to reload it once she gives it back. But no, yeah. like, so it was just loaded. Yep. All right. They're just, <laughs> they've got that rapport going on now. And, and Jenny Carol Kane is back on the phone. She's like, it's, it's just a game. It's just a, it's just a hang, she says. 
We're just hanging out. It's just a hang. <laughs> uh, I'm reading some things online. Airheads is better than Dog Day Afternoon, people are saying. Oh, yeah? Uh, but yeah, it's like 10 films that were secretly remade, and like this is one of them. Secretly. This is absolutely just a, yeah. a remake of Dog Day Afternoon. And yeah, number five, Airheads is Dog Day Afternoon. You nailed it, dude. I couldn't help but to think of all that stuff because Airheads is something I watched a lot as a kid and like it. Oh yeah, I watched Airheads. I can't. I love the one that never occurred. to I was me. actually surprised that that wasn't in the rewatch. I, I am just now surprised at that. I'm surprised at myself. It'll that be in, that the, wasn't in the rewatch. What is it? Not the restream. The rewind. The rewind. We got three podcasts coming at you. Yeah, that's right. It will have to be in the rewind because Airheads fucking rules. So. Um, dog day airheads dog day airheads three three friends airhead day afternoon three friends with guns <laughs> go into a building except theirs were airsoft guns weren't they like they were water guns filled wa- with, oh. pepper, <laughs> with pepper pepper spray <laughs> not even pepper spray but just like pepper sauce and adam sandler played like a dumb pool guy super dumb like beyond handicapped Kind of guy. No, right? not beyond him. Just, a, was, just was a, like a cute dumb guy. Some girl was like making moves on him. He's like, oh, I don't, oh, I don't know what. They, oh no, something's getting hot down there. I don't know what's going on. He like he doesn't even know. No, what. that does not happen in the movie. No, isn't that that movie? No, he's just he knows chicks like him and chicks. You know, it's just one of those. Uh, he plays a a dumb pretty dumb person. Guy. Like he's supposed to be the pretty one of the group. Apparently, Adam Sandler with yeah. with fucking '90s Brendan Fraser there. Adam Sandler's I the know, pretty one. I know, but everyone loves the drummer. Nobody loves the drummer. Everyone loves the drummer. Nobody loves the drummer. Nobody loves the the bass player. That's true. Or the keyboardist is even worse. Oh, they have a keyboard player? No, 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 no. I just mean in general. <laughs> I'm just saying. Oh, wait, they have a keyboard oh, hey. player? I didn't even. Is that just someone they hired for the gig, or what? What's going on with that dude over on the side of the stage? Uh yeah, I mean think back on all your favorite bands. Like you can name the singer, you can name the guitarist, you can name maybe two or three drummers. Yeah. Drummers. And not everybody loves the drummers. But where would any of those rock bands be without bass and drums? Nowhere. Nowhere. No nowhere. Where? No. <laughs> where you going? Fucking nowhere. Where? No. That's right. Where you going? No. Where? Exactly. Is this like an Arrested Development Franklin bit? No, but it's 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 in the works. Okay, you're trying. I'm My name is Judge. <laughs> My name is Judge. Judge. My name. Because <laughs> <laughs> it only plays that name. clip over and over. Uh, all right, so the wife shows up, but it's a guy. It's not the wife that the cops were just talking to with the kids and the gun and who hit herself. Uh, it's a guy, and it's like, we went to Bellevue, as you said, and uh, he said he was his wife. But Sonny does recognize him, even screams screams out, Leon! Leon, happy birthday! Like, great, thanks, it's my birthday, and you're robbing the bank. Oh, great, how, uh, what a way to tell me happy birthday, Sonny, come on. Because that's how everybody in this movie talks. So they put Leon in the barber shop, and he's dealing with the cops, and... Uh, and they're like, you've got to talk to him, you know. He, You're his wife. you got to talk to him. Why oh, you won't listen to me? He's been all crazy since June. Whatever that means, but... It's probably when he left her. I, I guess. Now, Leon is played by Chris Sarandon. Yes. Of Susan? Sarandon's, yes. Oh, really? He is the Eric Roberts to Susan Sarandon. 
I don't I don't get that one. Eric Roberts, Julia Roberts. Oh, okay. Susan Sarandon. Eric Roberts is related to Julia Roberts? How could you not recognize that mouth? <laughs> I don't know. They've got the same mouth and hair. All I can see are the pop marks and long hair. Eric Roberts doesn't have any pock marks. Yeah, he does. Nor does Julia. They all have almost faces. Almost faces. Almost faces. I don't even know what that means. It's just shy of being a face. <laughs> They're in the almost family. That's just like that Beatles song. I've just seen an almost face. I can't forget. <laughs> Time or almost place where we just almost met. Those damn pock marks are free. <laughs> and I want all the world to, to see, see those pock marks. Uh, but Chris Sarandon is Jack Skellington. This I, is Halloween. This there it is. is. Halloween. I, like, I, I really expected a reaction. At some point. Yeah, Jack's... Uh, of course, Danny Elfman, does who did the all the music, voice. does the singing. Correct. Yes. Uh, but Chris Rand, Leon Halloween. here from this movie, is the voice of Jack Skellington. Ah, all right. Halloween, yeah. Halloween, Halloween, Halloween. In this town. We call home everyone hail to the pumpkin song. La 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 just like it's just like watching the movie, isn't it? Alright, so Sonny has actual wife and kids, but he didn't want to marry me, but he did. Well, why did you want to get married? Well, I thought it would help me. Like they're trying to figure out who the fuck Leon is or what's going on with Leon's head. Uh, so Sonny is married to the woman from before. I don't think we ever got her name, but he's also so. somehow affi- also married to Leon. Well, he's not. A, he couldn't be officially not um, in the seventies. No. no, not officially. But they are in their mind, or however they are married. Yeah, because Leon is wanting to be a woman. Mm-hmm. So that's why he's Sonny's wife. Wife number two, I guess. It doesn't make Al Pacino gay in this movie, then. I guess Al Pacino's bi. Or no. John and Straight as an arrow, bi. bro. If that's a... If that's a one, yeah. Come on. Come on. Am I wrong? Am I wrong? No, you're not <laughs> wrong, Walter. You're just an asshole. <laughs> uh, so they had a wedding, and after the wedding, they ran to Atlantic City for 10 days. That's That's never fucking good just like we got married and you immediately <laughs> run to Atlantic City for 10 days that's not a good that's not a good sign but uh, he had a psychiatrist who told him he's a woman trapped in a man's body and that's why he's never felt right okay so he needs an operation but operations are expensive so right away Sonny said he wants to give him the money and it drove him crazy and so I tried to kill myself and that's how we ended up in Bellevue because Sonny was going crazy trying to get the money for the operation, and Leon decided he was going to just kill himself because, oh my God, Sonny, fucking, you're going so crazy. So Moretti's telling, talking to him there in the barbershop. He's like, well, you're an accessory now. Like, you are an accessory <laughs> yeah. to this crime that's going on, which is absolute bullshit. Like, you pulled me. <laughs> yeah. You pulled me out of a mental institution to come here to help you with this situation. There is no way I'm a fucking accessory to something that I definitely didn't have anything to do with because I was in a fucking padded room, you piece of shit. Fucking Moretti. Why don't you go fucking play in The Sopranos or some, some something? I don't know. 
I don't remember what else we talked about this actor being on. I lost it. I'm sorry. So, you, said you said he's Jack Skellington, right? No. Uh, no, The he was yelling at Moretti. Moretti. The sergeant who mm. plays on Sopranos, and he was on Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? And he was uh, the voice of Peter Griffin's dad, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm going to forced retirement. He's all pissed off. Let's see. He's also in the Muppet movie. Um, State in Maine. He's in. does a lot of voice acting. A lot okay. of voice acting. Well, yeah, because... Uh, looks like he was in Scarface. Uh, True Confessions. IQ. <laughs> Everyone loves Raymond. Oh, Brother. Uh, Miracle Dogs 2. NCIS. All right. All right. All right. We get it. Should I keep going? All, no, no, no. We're good. We're good. Dog Day all Afternoon. Right. So the news... <laughs> Monk. <laughs> Finally. In Dog Day Afternoon. The news introduces Leon as a 26-year-old... Admitted homosexual. Admitted. Yeah. He's an admitted homosexual. <laughs> He's admitted it. Right. Uh, fucking 70s. Jesus Christ. Just, just let. Usually they're called uh, uh, confirmed bachelors or. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there was something like that where they. Uh, or life bachelor or something like that when they just. They never. I don't know why they never got married. He's a just a confirmed bachelor. Yeah. He's always going to be a bachelor. Whatever. Um, but. Uh, so they they say that now Sonny and Sal are both homosexual, and Sal sees that on the news like, "Whoa, whoa, 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 whoa! You got to fucking correct that, dude. <laughs> they can't be calling. They can't be saying that shit about me on the TV, man. No, 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 no." Um. So now the ladies are trying to talk to him, like, "Where, where, where are you gonna fly away to? Maybe we want to go along. You, Algeria? I've never been to Algeria. Let's fucking go, right?" Uh, and the power goes out. Okay, well now. Now shit's fucked. Moretti's calling him out. Okay, the FBI's here. As we all know from Die Hard, the first move FBI pulls is to cut the power, right? And so the agent keeps... It's, uh, FBI agent has his hands up, you know, being very, very calm, very unassuming. He just keeps walking closer to the door. And so he's like, hey, fucking stop doing that. No, I'm just going to... I'm just going to keep walking to the door and talking calm. And I'm just going to get closer and closer to you. And... Um, so this is Sheldon, played by James Broderick. Matthew Broderick. Yes, (laughs) this is Matthew Broderick's dad. Oh, really? This is Ferris Bueller's dad trying to get into this bank right now. Mm. And he does get in, which is a bad move on Sonny's part. Like, I get it, he's trying to show good faith and all, but a bad move. He gets to walk around, his arm's still up, you know, and all that, but, and, uh, but... You can't let him into your your fucking base because Sal, who's still freaked out about being called homosexual on TV, is like, hey, FBI agent, you got to go out there and tell them there aren't two homosexuals in here. I'm not gay. I'm not one of them. And okay, I will, Sal. You just sit quiet. (laughs) I will, Sal. We'll handle it, Sal. And it's like, (laughs) now he, like, it's just, it was a bad move. It was a fucking bad move because now he knows he can... Sal's the weak one. He like knows he can sow seeds of dissent in there. Just why would you have let him fucking in? God damn it, Sonny. And this was not what went wrong according to John Travolta and Swordfish. So Travolta for loving this movie so much fucked up on that. Um so yeah, they they're 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 moving on, moving on. Uh they they call in uh, Doc Right, because the manager's diabetic, as we talked about. It's it's Wilford Burmley. 
And uh, so now Leon finally wants to talk. Al, Al's character, Sonny, says he's dying. And he's like, I'm dying. And Leon's like, every day you tell me that. Every day you say you're dying. What are you, what are you saying with that? What are you even saying? But we get a bit more motive because, you know, we find out he, he is like, I'm getting, I got the money. I got the money for your operation. You need the money. My wife needs money. Everybody needs money. Everybody needs money for me. So I got the fucking money. I'm getting money here. All right. So I got your money. Oh, wait. Are they listening in? Well, what do you expect me to do? Of course they're listening. God damn it, Leon. So, of course, cops were listening in and heard all that. Yeah, and so now Sonny's not not happy. Asked for an outside line. He wants an outside line out of the bank. He calls his other wife, and she's freaking out. I should have known the way you yelled the other night, and you wanted me to go on that ride. And she's just rambling about what the fuck ever. And he can't even get a word in. Like he's trying and she just keeps going off in as a New Yorker because this is just all that New York is, right? And so he finally starts screaming at her. He's like, you see? You see this is what I'm saying? I never get to talk. This is... Yeah. Um, So she's hurt that he has a second marriage, obviously. (laughs) As you would be, sure. Uh, And so she blurts out that admits all of her... Non-stop brandling. She blurts out so it it doesn't seem... It doesn't seem, oh yeah, she puts it out there. Uh, sorry, my note was confusing. As she's rambling and rambling, it doesn't seem that she's that hurt because the way she's just like, I don't know, you married another person and blah, 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 blah. It was just part of her like incessant rambling, not like <gasps> a real reaction or something she was hurt by. Um, so he's like, why don't you come down to the bank? Well, they're going to shoot me. It's like, what the fuck are you even talking about? They want me, they don't want you. Why the fuck would they shoot you? And she just keeps rambling and he's like, ah, he hangs up on her. <laughs> he's like <laughs> fuck you uh, and he's pretty defeated here he's not sure what to do with any of this uh, doctor they brought in for the managers like we gotta take the manager for a cardiac check like he's he's not doing well we really need to get him out of here um, and Sonny even says that he can go but the manager wants to stay he wants to stay in there with him um, it's like I, I want to be in here Just I just want to be left alone just fucking leave me alone so the doctor leaves, and you know, Sonny escorts him out, of course, and the whole crowd is chanting for him. They even have signs now. Everybody's pro Sonny. Um, so now back in the bank, they've got the radio on Uriah Heep's. The band Uriah Heep, their song Easy Living is playing, and the ladies are dancing around to uh, Easy Living fucking rules. This song is fucking amazing. Uh, and I'm going to call him out by name, listener Jeff, winner of a signed DVD that we've sent out. Uh, I only know Uriah Heep, the band, and the song specifically because of him. Because this, I was like, you know, we were hanging out in the 90s. And I was like, yeah, fucking Rage is cool. I mean, I was also Hendrix and Zeppelin's cool. And he's like... No, dude, Uriah Heep. And I was like, what the fuck did you even <laughs> say? Are those words? Yeah. <laughs> but he was obsessed with Uriah Heep. And uh, this was one of like the two songs of theirs I really got into. So it was cool to see that in there. Anyway, there you go, Jeff. And now I have this on vinyl. What do you think about that, Jeff? <laughs> yeah, I got fucking easy living on vinyl. He's probably actually just proud, not pissed off at all. Uh, so now the cops are calling Sonny out again. 
His mom is there. She's talked to the FBI. She told them that he was in Vietnam. She's told him everything, and she's got it all worked out. They're just going to let you go. It's like, Ma, Ma, you're fucking stupid. Such a dummy. You're like, what the fuck? No, I told him you were in Vietnam. It's okay. You can just come on out now. No, Mom, that's 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 not how any of this works. And she's trying to talk to him. He's like, Ma, Ma, Ma. New York, sorry, Ma, Ma. Obviously, I can't do this right fucking now. I'm in the middle of a bit of a situation here. So we get rid of mom. Now, uh, he's like, you got to send her home. He goes back to the cops. Make sure she fucking gets home, all right? So FBI... My mother. During this, as he's getting rid of his mom, FBI man, Matthew Broderick's dad, puts up his hand, signs 10 minutes. 10 minutes! The bus will be here, right? He's like, okay, 10 more minutes. We can do this. We fucking do this. Now, back in the bank, he starts giving out his living will and testament, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it was the lead teller was taking it down. Out of his $10,000 life insurance policy. Yeah, $10,000 life insurance policy. I leave, to my wife, Leon, I leave 2700 For the surgery. To be used for the operation. If there's any money left over, it will go to you on the first anniversary of my death. Whenever that happens to be. Because he, he might just be arrested and spend years in jail. We don't know. To my wife Angela, so we do it. Five thousand from the same policy. You're the only woman I ever loved. I repledge love in this sad moment. Aww. And to little Kimmy and Timmy, uh, remember me. You're the little man now, Mom. I ask forgiveness, and I want a military funeral. I'm entitled to it. Damn it. Yeah. Well, he's a Vietnam vet. Yeah. Is it Vietnam or Korea? Uh, she said Vietnam. Vietnams. Is it Vietnam? Okay. Yeah. yeah, it was a real tough war down in the Vietnams. In Vietnams. Hell, it was just ending. I, or it wasn't even over yet. No, it's it still It was going. still going on in 72 when this was going down. Meanwhile, yeah. this guy's robbing banks. Could be saving uh, the country, but no. <laughs> Did he get a military uh <laughs> I had no idea. You're the one looking him up earlier. You tell me. Uh, I think he died penniless with I don't cancer. Know anybody in Vietnam had a chance to save the country that that's a podcast for another day so now everyone sees him differently everybody's really more sympathetic after, especially after he's given his last will and testament right so the station wag station wag station wagon uh type of limo arrives right it's like a like the ghostbusters mobile the ecto one but like stretched out with a few extra bench seats in it sure it's like um, six doors or something on yeah it. it's it's not like a it's not like a standard limo, but it's not a bus either. Uh, so he g- climbs around and examines it, makes sure nothing's going on. FBI says one of their guys will drive. But Pacino's like, well, this guy fucking drove the goddamn thing in here. Why doesn't he just drive the wagon? Why doesn't, why doesn't this driver, the, why doesn't the driver do it? And, uh, and he's like, okay, I'll do it. But uh, if you boys shoot, aim for the white meat. It was was a black man with big. I mean, it was the seventies. Black man in cinema, obviously. Yeah, he seemed like a jovial kind of guy, just doing his job. That he wants to go back home, and I just have to drop this vehicle off at this location. That's all I'm doing. I'm just here. But they're like, okay, I guess if I'm driving, I'll drive. But shoot the white meat. But uh, he said that, and Sonny looks at him like, no, 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 no. Never mind. I don't want this fucking guy. I want your fucking guy. So. How you would think you could trust an FBI 
insider more than the random guy that dropped it off. I don't know. It seemed like a really bad move on Sonny's part to do that. But he chooses the FBI driver. So to get everybody rounded up, and we're going. Uh, the driver is Lance Henriksen, if you remember him from Alien. Nope. He, he was the cyborg in the first Alien. Uh, oh. Aliens, yeah, he was. Ah, all right. Uh, oh, Bishop, yeah. I believe his name was Bishop. Did a little the one that bled out and... milk. Yes, I believe yeah. so. Unless yeah, I'm getting mixed trick. up. Yeah, because yeah, he, he was a robot. He did the knife, he he did the knife trick, yeah. yeah. We, I might be mixing the two of them up, but yeah. Anyway, Lance Henriksen. He will be back also. And the same, oddly enough, the same movie with Wolfram Brimley <laughs> and the explosions, Hard Target. We'll have Lance Henriksen back. But this is super early in his career. Uh, so they get into the limo. And I love how they're, it's the two of them surrounded by the hostages as they work their way out from the bank into the limo. You know, pretty smart move on their part. Mm-hmm. And now they get into the fucking station wagon thing. And the driver looks back and goes, hey, Sal. Uh, make sure to keep that gun pointed up at the roof. You know, if we hit a bump or something, uh, I don't want to lose a head. So I was like, oh, yeah, okay, okay, okay. And points it up at the roof. So now they get a caravan leading them to the airport. And they make once they get out on the tarmac, make a huge wide circle. And we see the jet pulling up. You know, he's like, is that it? Yep, yep, that's it. So we get one more hostage now, right? We, we got you this. We, you owe us another hostage. And so Maria gets out, the bathroom girl. <laughs> And uh, she looks back and she's like, Sal, don't be scared of planes. It's okay. I fly all the time. It's totally fine. <laughs> and so she's even like putting her own uh, bank robbers. She gave easier. him uh, her rosary, I think. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. And so now, again, the driver turns like, Sal, Sal, keep your gun pointed up, man. He's like, oh, yeah, sorry. And he points it back up. And this is where we get a quick nod between Lance Henriksen mm-hmm. and Sheldon, the FBI agent. And so Sheldon slams his hand down on uh, Al Pacino's rifle, pinning it down against the dashboard, like pointing forward at nothing. And Lance Henriksen opens the armrest, which had a secret compartment when when Al Pacino searched the vehicle before. He didn't think to look underneath the armrest. Yeah. But pulls a gun out, blammo, right through fucking Sal's forehead. I mean, god damn, it was a it was a perfect shot. And then points the gun at Sonny, who is helpless now, because Sheldon's putting his gun down. So all the hostages are out of the car. He has no leverage. There's a gun to his fucking head. It's definitely all over. All over for Sonny. Uh, he gets arrested. He does not get murdered. It's so weird. They just like go and blast that guy. They barely even talk to even once. <laughs> just this right, random yeah. guy. And put a bullet through his head, but the one that's been fucking egging the entire city of New York on against us for the 14 hours. Now we get him. They could have like had a couple of the hostages like hold him down or something. There goes yeah, the blast. Yeah. Ooh, right in the middle of the forehead. Right in the middle of the forehead, yeah. That's so it. We, we get our ending captions. Sonny was sentenced to 20 years. Angie lives with her two kids on welfare. Leon is now a woman in New York City. That's it. Yep. That's her ending. ending like, credits. No music. No music at all at the ending credits. Just airport noise. Just like plane engines and, and general airport noise. So Sonny, John, was paid $7,500. Yeah, these are the credits. Yeah, just going to give you that sound yeah. while you talk. 
That's our that's our ending credit song, listeners. Uh, John was paid seventy five hundred dollars plus one percent of the profits for the film rights to make the film off of his story. One percent. One percent of fifty million dollars is like. Fifty thousand million dollars, at least fifty thousand million. It's even more than taken. Now, here's a funny thing to hear about that. Um, in two thousand one, the New York two thousand one, the New York Times reported that that guy Sonny was living on welfare in Brooklyn. He died of cancer on January second, two thousand sixteen, right. in his mom's house. In his mom's house, uh, he used his money that he got for well the seventy five hundred he got up front for the rights to his story to pay for Leon's operation. So the name was changed, and I don't think we got the new name, so we don't know who Leon is now. Um, Sonny served five years of his 20-year sentence. Died of cancer in 2006. I had two, he died in 2006. Uh, he did die in 2006. I said 2001, the New York Times reported that yeah, he was living I, I on welfare. I thought you said 2016 is when he died at his mom's house, but it's 2006. If, uh, if I said that, I meant 2006, like okay, you said. Right, yeah. All right, just making sure we're... Rewind We're the, the tape. same information, yeah. Rewind the tape. So, uh, yeah, he, he used his upfront money to pay for the operation. But, yeah, 1% of a movie that makes a million dollars a year, and it, that ain't too shabby. All in all, I mean, all. 1%, that's 500K. For doing fuck all. For living your life, essentially. He sold the rights <laughs> to his life. 500K a year, I mean, that's more than people that work every goddamn day make. And he, man, not, not bad. Not bad at all. He uh, would have seen plenty of money with, like, Streaming services, giving them oh, a couple sure, pennies out of the deal. Sure. Yeah, woulda, coulda, shoulda, shoulda. But that's the end. That's the end of Dog Day. That's afternoon. it, huh? It's the end of this Dog Day, which is supposed to have a different title, something like the Bank Boys or something stupid. Yeah, Dog Day <laughs> Afternoon doesn't even. Does, no, but what, they what wanted it? a title that made it like the the sweltering heat of a summer day, something like. It's the stupid. exhaustion and, and, I don't know, just the vibe of the movie. They wanted something that gave that. So Dog Day Afternoon, sort of like Hard Day's Night. Like, just imagine. Just imagine the sweltering heat and how uh, exhausting that will be. Anyway, so there ends Dog Day Afternoon. Let's do our thoughts. The proverbial horn, that whole bit that our listeners know and love. So, what do you think? I, I've never seen the movie, as I said, and I tried uh, watching it last night. Um, just hours before coming here. Um, and I was falling asleep a lot, um, trying to keep up. I sat up so I could try to watch it, but it was it was so slow-paced. Um, it reminded me of Airheads, and I was thinking, I kept thinking Airheads was a better movie like, than this. I wish I was watching I wish I was watching, I wish I was right watching Brandon Fraser play Sonny right now. I always wish you were watching Brandon Fraser. Um, he's, got a, Fraser. he's got a comeback coming. You know that, he right? He does, yeah. yeah he's got a comeback coming. Um, anyways... Yeah, not rewatchable no. for me. The story right. is it's interesting and whatever, but the movie I don't think it was as if people are thinking this is like a great movie, I, I you know, I'm I have to question your what you think great <laughs> movies are. Damn. Like this is not a great movie at all. All right. Well, we already know that you're head over heels about the Loki TV show. So listeners take his uh <laughs> Yeah, that. They, that tells you enough right there. <laughs> Tells yeah, it says a lot that I actually watch good things. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, there it is. Okay. All right, so not rewatch about Bur- magic, <clears throat> gods, golden gods. All right, all right, Dirk, <laughs> gently calm down. <laughs> Dirk, yeah, um, read that book though. I'd uh, I'd never seen this movie. I don't I don't think I'd even heard of it 
until really? until this. Yeah, and it's Pacino. It's early Pacino. Paquito Pacino. He's young. Um, I believe that the uh, slang would be Pachito. Because you just ito on the end of whatever yeah. that makes it diminutive. So yeah. he would be Pachito. Pachito. Al Pachito. I like anyway. it. I like it. Yeah. Damn it. I didn't think about that. That's a good one, man. <laughs> um, you know, two hours, kind of a long runtime, a little slow to start, but it does have some that that comedy that I like. Like the especially when they first get into the bank scene, it's like, what the fuck? Like everything is going wrong. These guys are fucking incompetent. <laughs> yeah. Just that almost there almost needs to be like Benny Hill music. At times, you know? yeah. <laughs> yeah, that um, Yakety Sax, I believe. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but all in all, I enjoyed it. Um, I would, I would rewatch it. I, w- I wouldn't say it's like a great movie, but it's, it's entertaining. And I think that's what we're looking for at the end of the day. Sure. Sure. Yeah. All right. Um, I, I do think it's, it's a great movie, but the, the issue rewatchable wise is it's not something you're like, to me, rewatchable is if you're scrolling through, like if you're scrolling through the exactly. channels or the streaming service, you'll stop. If, if I'm scrolling, I see Dog Day Afternoon. I'm not gonna. You're put watching it, on. it from wherever it but, starts on you. Yeah, you're finishing. But it. if I'm, but if I'm around someone who's like I've never seen it, then yes, I would. I would rewatch it at the drop of a hat to show it to somebody who hasn't seen it. Or, you know, if I'm doing a podcast, like I, I would never complain about having to watch Dog Day Afternoon again. I think it's. It's a great movie. The acting is great. There aren't a lot of movies in the rewatch from this era because the style of filmmaking was was very different. I'm obviously more of an 80s and 90s type of guy where it had to be so over the top, it's fucking stupid. <laughs> uh, and that's my Jean-Claude jam. Jean-Claude Van Damme. Yeah. Goddamn right. You Van Damme You Van Damme right. right. Uh, but, so there are very few movies from like 60s and 70s era filmmaking that I enjoy because they just, it's, it, the the feel of it, the pulse of it's different, and it's just too subtle for me. Uh, but I do enjoy this one, so I would give this one a rewatch. With obviously the caveats of needing to watch it for a reason, not just oh, this isn't hey, casual. look at that, look at that, Dog Day Afternoons on, fuck yeah. You're saying it's not casually rewatchable, not right? 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 Not like fucking any of the Christopher Nolan Batman trilogy is on. Or, of course, anything with Van Damme or Stallone in it, I'm going to stop and watch it. If uh, Shawshank is on and it's like five minutes left, like I'll still watch I'm it. Still watching Hell yeah. it. I'm still Absolutely. watching it. I mean, we're calling it now. When we finally get to Shawshank, it's, I mean, we're all calling it rewatchable. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't even matter. <laughs> Don't worry about it, listeners. Uh, so uh, there's Dog Day Afternoon. Uh, you know, you can, uh, you can find us on the Twitter, their watch party, as many of you have. Uh, you can email us at the rewatchparty at gmail.com. Tell us what you thought about Dog Day Afternoon. Tell us what you thought about any of the movies we've talked about. Uh, we just love to hear from you. Know, Tell us movie stories, theater stories, uh, I don't know, awkward uncle story. Or what was it Lauren was talking about? His friend's uncle or some shit. He went to his friend's uncle's house and he had porno magazines all over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When, when yeah we want to hear more yeah, of those stories. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah I'll give us some fucking stories, you know? We, we tell you our personal lives. You know, let us know who you are, listeners. Uh, in the meantime, join us next week as we save the entire world by stopping Matt Damon and Ben Affleck for some weird reason with dogma. Until then, I'm Nick with Los and Brandon, and thanks for rewatching.
Good night, sweet prince. I had to come down here this morning, man. That's why I had to miss my cartoons. You call me, you tell me it's important. You're going home. Take it, man. Quit leering at me. People are going to think I just broke up with you. Two fallen angels have just discovered a loophole that can get them back into heaven. Outstanding work! All they have to do is get to Red Bank, New Jersey. There's only one problem. Stop a couple of angels from entering and thus negating all existence. I hate it when people need it spelled out for them. Now, time to charge you with a holy crusade. One person has been chosen to stop them, but she won't have to do it alone. I'm Jay, and this is my head of a life mate, Sam Bob. You gotta be kidding me. Prophet. I don't know speaking. What about sex? No sex. I think that's just a father's guy, you know. Oh, that sucks. What are you? I was the 13th apostle. You knew Christ. No. Brother owes me 12 bucks. I thought she looked familiar. Let me guess. 14th apostle. <laughs> like two tickets to New Jersey, please? Jersey's sold out, sir. I suggest you not underestimate the staggering drawing power of the Garden State. They're successful. You, me, all of this ends in a heartbeat. I feel like Han Solo, you're Chewie, and she's Ben Kenobi. Prepare to taste God's wrath. Anyone who isn't dead or from another plane of existence would do well to cover their ears right about now. World of death, this dude, I swear to God. What's he like? God. It's got a great sense of humor. Take sex, for example. Sex is a joke in heaven. The way I understand it, it's mostly a joke down here, too. <laughs> Get it?